The contents of the Simple Blessings in Oil podcast, including the information contained in text or audio or other content, is offered on an informational basis only. No content is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should always seek the advice and guidance of a qualified medical professional before changing or making any adjustment to any medical or treatment protocol you are currently using. These products have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to treat or prevent disease. In each audio, remedies or oils are recommended. We are not claiming that the product will cure any of these problems or disorders. We are merely reporting that people have used the product to aid these conditions. This is the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to Simple Blessings and Oils. This is your host, Amanda Phila. I'm a crunchy mom who loves God, my family, essential oils, and simple ways to healthier living. Hello, friends, and welcome. This is Amanda with Simple Blessings and Oils. This is podcast number six, and today we're going to talk about essential oils and kids. So we just got done talking the last couple of podcasts about using essential oils during pregnancy and birth. And now I'd like to talk a little bit more about how we use them with our children. You can find the show notes for this at www.simpleblessingsandoilspodcast.com. As always, sometimes you may hear my children in the background, as there's a few of them, but... With that being said, let's talk about using essential oils in kids. Um, Similar to pregnancy, a lot of times people are open to essential oils, but they get really confused or nervous when they talk about using them with their kids. Now, essential oils have been used for centuries, and we're just now starting to reintroduce them to our daily lives. They're becoming more and more popular And the first question I get, of course, because people will see me and have that I have many kids. Oh, how do you use them with them? Are they safe? Excuse me. To use with them. And I want to tell you, first of all, that I am not a doctor. I'm not here to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything for anyone. I'm just a mom who wants to share things that have worked well for me at keeping me and my family healthy. But... I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can use essential oils safely. We're going to talk a little bit about the how, the what, and the lifestyle of essential oils. Plus, I like to share a few ways that you can save money and use essential oils. So for centuries, how we take care of our kids has been passed down from generation to generation. Our grandmothers did things a certain way, and then in turn our moms did something a certain way, and then that's how we do things, and then we share the same things with other mom friends that we have, and you know, when little Johnny has, you know, the sniffles, I found that, you know, using something like elderberry syrup has worked really, really well for boosting his immune system, or, you know, when everybody in my family had a cough or something along those lines, or the flu, I took onions and I cut them up and put them in different corners of the house and it seemed like we all got better much quickly. Those are like real things that people have shared. I know, I think it was during the the flu in the 1912, you know, a horrible, horrible flu was devastating many, many families and people were dying. 
And they actually went to a farm place, I believe it was a farm place, where the family hadn't gotten sick and they couldn't really pinpoint what it was. And because somebody had passed down from generation to generation, the fact that onions absorb toxins and maybe not in that exact terms, but that is what they had done. So when everybody around them was getting sick, sick, they took onions, cut them up around the house. And when they picked up those onions and actually like dug into them, it was found that the virus or the, the flu was in those onions, but the family had been left safe and healthy. So there's people that will actually take onions and cut them up and put them around their house. There are people, because I've talked before about the Vitaflex points on our feet, people would take onions and cut them up and put them in their socks, similar to if you've ever heard of pickle socks for helping bring down a fever, where you soak your socks in pickle juice and then put them on your feet, put wool socks over them, and it helps pull the toxins from the body. So whatever is causing the sickness or the the not feeling well is pulled directly out of the body through the bottoms of your feet. And that's why I talk over and over again about when you start using essential oils on kids, because their skin is more permeable and a little bit more sensitive typically, the best place to start using oils on your kids is on the bottoms of your feet. First of all, like I've said before, there's the Vitaflex. So every system in your body is found on the bottom of your foot. And this is also a quick and easy way to get the oils into the body systems and also pull the toxins out. I talk a lot about um, having detox baths with my kids. And so when we do a detox bath, we actually use um, Epsom salt and baking soda, and then we will put essential oils in there. And my favorites to go to when we're talking detoxing are things like lavender and frankincense. Be their beings that they're very gentle and they're also very supportive of the, the immune system. Lemon would be another good one to add to the bath water as well, just because it it's really supportive of your immune system. But I just take those and I mix them together, about a cup of Epsom salt to a half a cup of baking soda, mix it up, and then I add, you know, depending upon how I feel that day, anywhere from 10 to 15 drops of essential oil. And I put it in a warm bathtub and then put the kids in it. If my kids aren't bath takers, like my 16-year-old doesn't necessarily take a bath, but she's not feeling well, I'll do the same thing in a foot tub. Why? Because I'm soaking her feet in that water that's pulling out those toxins from her body so she can feel better. Um, Essential oils actually date back to the Bible. They're, they've always been used as a natural alternative. They were actually valued more than money because you couldn't buy your health back then. And so it really didn't matter how much money you had. If you didn't have your health, you didn't have anything. So once again, I always like to remind people that not all oils are created alike for our family. We do use Young Living Essential Oils, and you can find out more about that um, on my website at www.simpleblessingsandoils.com or even on Facebook. I do talk about that a lot at Simple Blessings and Oils, why we've chosen Young Living and why it's important to choose a quality essential oil when you're taking that step to live a healthier lifestyle. But we love to use them because they support a healthy kid. They support a healthy behavior, healthy digestive system, healthy skin, healthy immune system, and a healthy mood. 
All of these things, depending upon how a child's day goes, can affect how your child is going to act or respond to things. So when they've had a really bad day, or if your child is very high strung, maybe for us right now it's winter and my kids don't get to go outside every day because if the weather isn't accommodating, we can't just stick them out in the freezing cold. And the same thing can go um, in any situation. If they aren't able to run and play the way they want to, and they start doing that in your house, you know, you need to find something that's going to help. So for us, diffusing essential oils is another great way to support our children, to support their, their mood, to support their immune system, and just to have a happier, healthier home in general. So when we have those days where maybe we don't get to get outside, we love to diffuse things like orange. We call orange the let it go oil. So when your kids are fighting and arguing and you just kind of have an overall bad attitude going on in your house, I highly recommend you grab the essential oil, uh, orange essential oil. This is also a great one to add to your water. You can drink it, but For kids, um, I like to make a happy roll-on blend, and with it, we put a lot of the citrus oils. So we'll put the orange, and we'll put the lemon, and we'll put the tangerine or the grapefruit. But orange and lemon are kind of the keys in that particular blend, and I'll just put anywhere, depending on the child and how much they like to smell it, I'll put anywhere from three to five drops of each of those oils in a 10-mil roll-on, and then roll it on to... Um, them throughout the day or give it to them. I love the kids love to have control of something like that and it's safe for them to have. So if they're going to be away from you um, and maybe they are going into a new situation and my one daughter, she tends to get a nervous tummy and you wouldn't think it because she's kind of a very stubborn, strong-willed child. But um, she will ask every time we go anywhere, she knows mommy carries oils in her purse. So when she's like, my tummy, my tummy hurts, she'll tell me. And she, her tummy doesn't hurt, but something new or different is going on. And so she'll ask specifically for lavender. And so we've gotten to the point where she keeps a, a lavender on her bag or her backpack. If we're going somewhere, if she's staying overnight, she'll put it in her pocket. And so she knows that when those feelings or that, that nervousness, she doesn't call it that, but when it comes around, she knows that lavender helps her to feel better. And so, so she particularly asks for lavender by name. So she makes sure I always have a bottle of lavender in my purse at all times. And she has her roll on, but the same thing goes with the happy blend, putting those citrus oils in a happy blend and having them be able to carry it around. Maybe they have a test coming up or maybe, um, they aren't getting along with a particular friend at school right now, and they just need something to uplift their spirits. Those citrus oils are very happy, and they're very uplifting, and they're also very supportive of of our immune system. So not only can it help them with their mood, but it can help them keep them healthy. So like I said, I like to apply topically, and I like to apply or use them aromatically. With my kids internally, this is always a hot topic area for people. Um, my kids love essential oils in their water and I feel like it is a better option than maybe going and getting something synthetic to flavor their water. So we keep all of our citrus oils, the lemon, lavender, lavender. I don't like to drink lavender. There is people that do make lavender lemonade, but lavender is not my jam. So I don't particularly use lavender, but we keep our citrus oils like orange, lemon, grapefruit, tangerine, lime, 
uh, citrus fresh. We keep them all on our window ledge right next to our sink. So when my kids fill their water, they just grab a um, a drop or two of the essential oil and put it in there and they like it. If we um, are having just like a salad or a fresher dinner, they do it anyway. They, they love using the water pitcher. So they fill it up with ice and then they fill it up with water and then they make concoctions with different oils. This is another way to easily support your children's immune system to keep them healthy and above the wellness line. And it's simple. It is so simple. They love the flavor. We've actually made our own homemade lemonade instead of squeezing a lemon. We just put a few drops of lemon essential oil with a little bit of stevia or raw sugar into a a pitcher and that's what the kids will drink. So it's another good way to support their immune system. And they get something fun to drink that's not loaded with sugar and junk. So I always want to tell people when we're using essential oils as well, be an empowered parent. These are your children. It's your job to keep them healthy and happy. And it's, you know, take up and read. Find something good. Find an author that you trust and read about it and make an educated decision. There's too often where we just trust the supposed experts all around us instead of trusting our gut. God gave us that sixth sense that we know when things aren't right. You know, you can tell when your kid walks through the door if something maybe didn't go well that day. And that's God's innate sense that he gave you as a parent to know when things just don't sit well with you. And this was part of my journey as well. When we first started having kids, I did whatever the doctor said to do. But by the time I was having my second child, some of those things, and even towards the end before we had our second child, they just didn't sit well with me. It didn't make sense to me. I was brought up in a pretty natural home, and my mom would tell me, like, well, I wouldn't do that. But I didn't know why not to do it, because the doctors were the experts, or the, you know, the dietitians or whoever you talk to, the lactation consultants, they were the experts. And they're always a good place to get information, but that doesn't have to be where your information stops. Be your own advocate. Be your child's advocate and do what sits well with your gut instincts. There's tons of resources available, things like the book Gentle Babies. Um, I love evidence-based essential oil. Oh, what is it called now? Evidence-Based Essential Oil Therapy by Dr. Scott Johnson is phenomenal. Uh, Aroma Baby, the Essential Oil Desk Reference. There's, I could go on and on with references, but there's some very good ones out there. Find an author that resonates with you. That's a good place to start. Talk to your doctor. Make sure you and your doctor are on the same page or your pediatrician or your midwife or whoever you see. Make sure you're on the same page and that you have that open dialogue. That's what I have with our doctor, and it's great. I mean, he's always going to give me um, his opinion on how he would do things, but ultimately he's very respectful of the fact that I do like to do things more natural and this is how I'm going to do it. And he supports me in that decision. If you don't have that support, I highly recommend you find a different doctor that's going to support you as a parent and not make you feel like you're not adequate as a parent either. Um, What was I going to say? In short, Education is very important, not only for you, but for your children as well.
So let's talk dilution with children. There are lots of different guides out there, and I always like to tell parents, especially when they're new and when you have a new baby, um, start low and go slow. You don't need a lot of essential oil to have benefits from that essential oil. So the typical dilution between ages of one and zero and one is one eighth of the labeled concentration. So one drop of essential oil to eight drops of your carrier oil would be the the dilution ratio that's recommended for ages zero to one. From ages two to six, they they do one fourth. So one part essential oil to four parts of a carrier oil. Um, and then from ages seven to 11, they recommend it half. So you should do one to one uh, dilution ratio. And these are just guidelines. But then after the age of 12, they say you can apply them straight up topically and not have an issue. I personally follow a little bit of what they say here. It's not set in stone for me. I know my children and I know how sensitive or not sensitive they are to things. So from day one, I do typically apply most essential oils with a little bit of carrier oil, but there's a couple that I will apply to the bottoms of their feet or even to their chest like frankincense. I don't necessarily dilute that, and the same goes with lavender. But if I was going to apply like thieves or oregano, those are hotter oils, meaning that they can be a little bit more irritating to the skin, so that I do dilute for my kids. But you need to trust what you feel comfortable with. And in general, that is just the dilution ratio. So once again, zero to one is one eighth, two to six is one fourth, six to 12 is one half. And then after the age of 12, essential oils in general are considered pretty safe for topical use. But you need to know your child and you need to know how they react. So start low and go slow. Because using more of an essential oil doesn't always mean it's going to work quicker or faster. You don't need a lot. You just need a drop, maybe two, and apply it. Um, I, I highly recommend getting yourself a quality carrier oil as well. We like to use coconut oil. We use fractionated, which is the liquid version of that for our roll-ons. And we use regular hard, solid coconut oil that you typically can find at the grocery store for applying... Um, making like creams and salves and things along that nature. You also can use things like sweet almond oil or you could use things like raspberry or jojoba seed oil. Find a carrier oil you like that works well for you and your kids and stick with it. I know people who have nut allergies and they won't use obviously like coconut oil or almond oil, but they would stick with a jojoba oil or an olive oil. Those work well for them. So some general safety guidelines for kids as well is do not ingest for babies. Um, Bottoms of their feet or like if they are having, say, some sort of tummy issue, putting it on their bottoms of their feet works quick, fast, and easy. If you notice that maybe they're a little gassy and you want to apply it to the abdomen, then just take a little carrier oil and and apply it with it. Um, Diffuse slowly. So... If you're diffusing essential oils, maybe to help them get more sleep at night or what, whatever it may be, putting it in their bedroom, just start with one to two drops and see how they are with it. When you are diffusing essential oils, you are using very little oil to cover a very large area. So I typically put in my kids' diffuser at night 
Um, my younger ones have a very small room. It's only like eight by 10 and I have three kids in that room and I will put anywhere from three to six drops in there. It really depends upon what I'm working on. If the kids come in and they have some respiratory issues going on and I really want them to be breathing that in, it would be no different than me putting them in a steam bath. So I might put a little bit closer to the five or six range just so that they get that respiratory support and sleep well through the night. If I'm just doing my daily, like let's sleep good tonight, I'm going to put lavender in the diffuser. I might only put two or three drops. It's just enough for them to like, oh, I smell the lavender, it's bedtime, and they're out. So diffusing is great. Start with a little. You only need a drop or two and work your way up if you feel like you're not getting the benefits you're looking for. Spot test with newborns. Like I said, start on the bottoms of their feet because their skin is more permeable and you want to make sure that you're not putting something that would irritate them. Don't lather them up in an oil that you've never um, introduced to them before. Um, using them in baths, I highly recommend that if you're going to use essential oils in your child's bath, that you use them with Epsom salt. The Epsom salt will help them to disperse throughout the water versus sitting on top of the water. So then if they're splashing, they wouldn't you know, accidentally splash an oil into their eye. I have done it the other way. I've never had an issue with it. But just to be aware of the fact that essential oils will sit on the top of the water. And if your kid is splashing around or your baby is splashing around, that it could possibly get into their eyes. So using it with an Epsom salt so that keeps that water or that essential oil dispersed in the water is a really good idea. As always, be informed and trust your resources. Find your doctor that is open to essential oils or natural natural ways of doing things and ask for his opinion because when you have somebody who's on the same page as you, you know that he's giving you a well-rounded opinion versus a pharmaceutical only aspect of things. When in doubt, start slow. Like I said, just start slow and put it on the bottoms of their feet. They have really cute Vitaflex charts for kids that kind of rainbow the foot area I always tell people too, when it's the middle of the night and your kid is crying, you're not really going to look for the system. So just slather it on the bottoms of their foot. But if you have the time and you're massaging an oil and you're looking for extra support for digestion, definitely use the Vitaflex points to pinpoint the areas that you're looking for that additional support in. So the feet are one of the best places to get started on your kids. And then always diffuse in a large area for the first time. See how your kids like it. Some oils can make your kids a little bit more antsy or increase their energy. Everybody's a snowflake, so what works well for one person doesn't always work the best for the next person. So just be aware of that and make sure that if you're using a particular oil, like cedarwood is really good for sleep, but it's also really good for focus. And so sometimes kids don't always respond the same way to it as another child will. So you can always diffuse in an open area, see how your kid responds and then use it a little bit more concentrated for their particular needs. Um, some oils to use with caution when you are using on children are things like Idaho Tansy, Hyssop, Sage, Clary Sage, Wintergreen, and Eucalyptus. This is not a hard and fast rule. Uh, eucalyptus is a really good respiratory support oil. And we've used it successfully with many of our kids. But under the age of two, our kids can be a little bit more sensitive. And so this is really up to a parent's discretion at how they want to use it. But those are six essential oils that are typically re recommended that you use with caution. So I did want to mention that. 
just so that you are able to make an informed decision thereafter. Now for a few mom must-haves. They asked over 800 moms what were their must-have essential oils. Number one on the list was lavender. They use this typically at night um, for comforting and calming uh, during sleep times. You can apply one to two drops to support healthy skin, and you can add this to carrier oil or a lotion. The second one was thieves. I love this oil personally. This is one we diffuse all the time to keep our family's immune system on par. Um, this is good good for school during um, cleaning. It's also great applied to the bottoms of the feet to support a healthy immune function. Like I said, we love to diffuse it. The third one was RC. This one stands for respiratory and congestion. I love this one because it's very opening to the airways. So anytime you feel like you've got a little bit of gunk going on in there, this one's a great one to diffuse or apply topically or even to the bottoms of the feet. It's going to really support a healthy respiratory function. The fourth one was peace and calming. This is a great one. It is very potent, so you don't need a lot in the diffuser. One to two drops is sometimes adequate, especially in a child's bedroom. This one can be very relaxing, uh, create a very calm sense. So it's great for de-stressing kids at the end of the day. You can also apply this one to the spine or the bottoms of the feet as well. I just love the smell. Um, the fifth one is purification. Uh, this one is great for anything stinky. And if you have kids, you know you've smelled something stinky. So I like to use this one in the diaper pail. It's also great in gym bags, uh, the bottoms of their shoes. It's great for cleaning, like towels, things like that. It's going to take any of that stink out. So this one's great to uh, diffuse, apply topically um, for any kind of itchiness. So I like to use this in our itch stick. I use a little bit of copaiba, peppermint, or copaiba purification and lavender another one was frankincense you can't go without frank <laughs> this one is great for supporting healthy behaviors and attention spans great on the bottoms of the feet it supports a healthy immune system and it's also great for grounding and uplifting feelings number seven is stress away we as adults get stressed and so do kids. So this one is great to have um, in a diffuser. It's also great to put in a kid's roll on and just let them carry it with us uh, or with them. They say stress is the number one cause of disease these days. So all of us could use a little less stress. And the eighth one is copaiba. I love copaiba. Copaiba is tapped directly from the tree. And this oil is also known as an amplifier. So it's going to amplify other oils you use times 10. So this is one that I literally put in almost every single roll on that I make. Why? Because it's going to amplify whatever oils I'm looking to help people with. This one's also great for um, promoting all over health and wellness. So with that being said, essential oils in kids... It's not complicated. It's actually really simple. All of these oils are going to support a healthy moods, healthy immune function, and just overall healthy kid. So if you're looking to support the way you and your family is dealing with different issues, essential oils is going to be a great addition to that. 
I hope you took a little bit away from this. This is podcast number six with Simple Blessings and Oils. You can find the show notes at simpleblessingsandoilspodcast.com. And you can find me on Facebook at Simple Blessings and Oils. I hope you have a wonderful day and learn something new about supporting your child with essential oils. As always, be grateful, have faith, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Simple Blessings and Oils. Visit me at simpleblessingsandoils.com or on Facebook at Simple Blessings and Oils. Simple Blessings and Oils is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.